um, most of you may know. Well, I think everybody has experienced someone passing away that they know or they love. Um, and I've, I've experienced that, you know, before my, the most recent death, I've experienced death before. You know, I know people that passed away from my classmate Jean passing away. I had, you know, some family members pass away. So it wasn't anything that was new for me. But um, I remember seeing like um, a while ago and I remember seeing like on Facebook years ago before Tim passed away, I remember seeing Boo Carter. When Boo Carter died, I remember seeing Terranique. Um, like I just was like, dang, I would never want to be in that situation. And I remember seeing the girl, um, Takoya Burden. Um, she, her boyfriend passed away. And I always used to like see so many people losing their loved one. And I was like, like their boyfriends. And I was like, man, I hope that, you know, I hope I never have to walk that walk. Like, I don't know. It's like I was seeing it so much. And I just was like, God, I really hope I never have to walk that walk ever in life. And lo and behold, I ended up having to walk that walk. Um, I'll never forget May 3rd. Well, no, May 2nd. Me and Tim, we had got up. We had went like running our errands, you know, the regular. And for some reason on that day, we stopped at every one of his family members' house. We stopped at his daddy's house. We stopped at his mama's house. We seen all of his sisters that day, like, Everybody, we seen, I don't know what it was, but, like, we did, like, a drive-thru. And we seen all of his, like, his mom and his dad, his sisters, his nephews, everybody, his brother. And he, he was like, man, I'm going to come back. I got to go. I'm going to come back. We're going to go to Palm Beach, and we're going to come back. And we went to Palm Beach, went grocery shopping, sat down and ate. And he kept talking about this Floyd Mayweather fight. Floyd Mayweather, and I was like, we could just have the fight at our house. Like, we could just host it. I'll cook, you know, tell C. Black, tell Keith them, just tell them come over. We're going to host it. And we was, and then he was like, no, nah, I'm just go. I'm just going to go. Um, I'm just going to go to Bantry and watch that Bantry. So, we, we actually got into it because I told him something in my spirit told me to I didn't want him to go something in my spirit was just like not right but you know you I was like you know just go ahead if you want to go go you gotta let people do what they want to do right so he went and the night before like before I fell asleep I don't know what it was I was just like you know what God just have your way and I woke up at my sleep at 1 30 I will never forget I woke up at my sleep. I think it was 1.36 a.m. And I looked to the side of me. Tim went there. I'm like, I know this man is not hanging out. After we've had all these discussions about him hanging out late, coming in the house late. I'm like, no, I just know. I was like, okay, something right. Something right. Because he would have called. He would have texted like something, like something isn't right. So I got up because I called his phone. He didn't answer. 
So I got up and I leave at that time we stayed in Palm Glades. So I'm leaving out of Palm Glades and I look to my right and his sister, his sister, um, his sister's home, but his car isn't I'm like, okay, he's not there. I go, I go on fifth street, he's not on fifth. I go on sixth street, he's not on sixth. I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me go to Courtney House. That's his sister. So I go to Courtney House. Y'all excuse me if I'm looking up. I'm just, yeah. Um, so I go, I'm headed to Courtney House and Mr. Mr. Tim, that's his dad, Mr. Tim called me and was like, Jazz, Tim been in an accident. And I was like, like something, like something in me just sat me down when he said that. And I was like, what happened? And he was like, they say the car flipped six times. Like in this moment, I'm just like, okay, that, that was the feeling. He was in an accident. Let me get to this accident and just make sure he okay. Then I get him right when we get back to the house. So I get to the accident, but like some like the look on everybody's face was not like a he okay look, you know, like they had the whole road blocked off, like the whole road blocked off. And I'm like, something right. So Mr. Tim was like, we're going to St. Mary's. Now, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I know if it's not serious, they're going to take you to Lakeside. So, we driving to St. Mary's, driving, and I'm like, Mr. Tim was like mad quiet the whole way. Usually, Mr. Tim has his music blasting, like this man always is on 10. Mr. Tim was like, you could hear a mouse pee. It was so quiet in that car. So when we get there, when we get to the hospital, I don't know where C. Black was at, but I seen him when I got to the hospital. But, like, now, I know C. Black. I, like, this, this, C. Black come to our house, like, at least five times a week. At least five times a week. If not more. Like, C. Black, T, and Keith, like, three peas in a pot. Ain't two, like, three peas in a pot. Everywhere one went, the other one went. It just so happened at this time, Keith, I mean, C. Black and Tim was working together. So, I seen C. Black, like, every day. Or I talked to him every day. So, I, I know his body language. I know him. And he was so tense. Like, like he, he like, something was, like, everything in him was off. Like, this was not the C. Black that I knew. Like, it, everything in him was off everything and he came and hugged me and never never has C black held me that tight and we turned around walking and he was like man you know whatever whatever happened man like man we got this we got this and i'm like chai he probably like what what like what are you getting at like i still say to this day C black felt he must have felt something before so we're waiting we're waiting and the people call us back there they call us back there and they was like, well, only families allowed. So I jump up and I was like, man, that's my brother. And Mr. Tim, my daddy, let's go. I need to go see my brother. No damn well, ain't my brother, but hey, whatever it is, because I ain't have no ID. So I was like, that's my brother. And Mr. Tim was like, yeah, yeah, that's my daughter. And we go back there and they have us in this white room. And... I look at Lifetime a lot, so I kind of like, I was like, they done had, I done seen this in a Lifetime movie before. 
So the lady was talking. She was talking. I don't even know what the lady was talking about. And I was like, he dead. He dead. And Mr. Tim looked at me like, what? I was like, he dead. And I literally felt like everything in me, like, I felt like I literally, like, all my energy was gone. Like, never have I ever, like, I fell to the ground. And I could do nothing but call on God. Like, that's it. And I had to, like, I had to leave out because I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like, for the first time ever, I felt my heart break inside my chest. And so I'm like... Wait, like I said, have your way. I ain't mean all this. Now you showing out bad. And so I'm like, I'm outside. I'm, I'm, I'm pacing back and forth, back and forth, pacing back and forth, back and forth. And so then I go back inside because after it hit me, I'm like, where Keith at? Like, what, where is Keith? Like, I need to get the Keith. See, I had already told Steve Black, but I'm like, I need to get the Keith. So I go back inside and I I look at Tim. They let us see his body. I looked at his body and I'm like, but ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong. Like, there's no he had a scratch here and blood in his nose and he had grass in his hair. I'm like, ain't nothing wrong. So by that time, I touched him and it's something about touching a dead body that make you realize shit is real like they gone gone so I go like Tim's room was here and they didn't have room they had like the curtain thing so I walked oh like Keith was like the room next to him and I walked over to Keith and Keith was all messed up and his mama, anybody who know Keith's mama know this lady carry a Bible everywhere she go. That lady have a Bible with her. And she was like, oh God, oh God. And she just started praying. She went to Tim's room and started praying. So at this time, it's just me and Keith in the room. And he grabbed my hand. I would, I would never forget. He grabbed my hand and he was like, Man, we gonna get through this. <sighs> we gonna get through this. He was like, I don't care. We gonna get through this. And that stuck with me. I, to this day. That's why if you ever hear me say like, keep this seat back on my brothers. I mean that from my heart. Like, I mean that. Like, we done went through some shit together. Like, I, I I, I love life out of those two. And so, then, like, we leave the hospital. This is, now this is May 3rd. Tim died on May 3rd. We leave the hospital. And I wrote back, I wrote back with Courtney and Adrian. And, like, Courtney, like, she just put my head on her shoulder and, we just cried together, like, that was it. And I got back home, and 
I was just pacing. I couldn't do nothing but just pace, just pace back and forth, back and forth. And my mama called me and she was like, come over here. And I, for the first time, and I'm going to say 10 good years, I literally got in my mama's bed and I cried. I cried like a baby. Like, I mean, I boohoo cried. And I just went, that was the only time I went to sleep. The only time was when I was at my mom in my mom's bed. So that I don't even I don't even remember what I did the rest of the day. I think we went to Miss Louise's house or something. But I remember the next day, which is May 4th, that's Keith's birthday. And I went to his house. I went to Shannon House. He was at Shannon House. And I went over there. And we, um, it just so happened, I guess, Mr. Tim and Miss Q, they were, like, they went to the impound lot. And I was like, send me the pictures. I want to see what his car, I like, I want to see what his car looked like. Because I'm expecting for this car to be, like, beat up, y'all. I'm expecting this car to be, like, crushed. Because somebody died. Like, Keith couldn't walk. Tim was dead. And C. Black was just all messed up in the head. Like, C. Black was literally, like, he was there, but he wasn't there. And we was like, um, look, Jay. Jay, I remember you being at that, um, when Tim got in an accident and you was like, you couldn't even look me in my face. You was like, he alright. And then you look down. You never look back up at me. Like, never. I like, crazy. Anywho, so I went to, me and Keith sitting at Shannon House because Keith couldn't walk. And those pictures came through to my phone. And why the hell did I ask that lady to send me them pictures? When I tell you we spazzed out in that house... Shannon was walking back and forth because she didn't know what she didn't know what to do. She was like, she didn't know what to do. Like, like she didn't know what to do. And so you know, I sat down with Keith. We just talked and we reminisced or whatever after we got done crying. And then I went. I can't even remember where I went. Like I just know. I didn't want to be around nobody. Like, that's what I remember the most. Like, I didn't want... Nuke was calling my phone, like, every 30 minutes. Nuke was calling my phone. Every 30 minutes, my mom was calling. Every 30 minutes, like, Keisha was calling. My sister was calling. I didn't want to be around nobody. Like, I didn't want... I didn't want to see nobody. Like, my best friend was in Tampa. So, like, my right hand wasn't here. Tim gone. And then my best friend in Tampa. And granted, I can see, like, Nuki, like, that's, I love life out of Nuki. Shanti, but I had all of these people, but I, the one person that I wanted wasn't here. So, everybody else, it, like, it didn't matter. And I remember, like, I think it was, who was it? Somebody was like, you're going to need, you're going to need people around you. And people was telling me that, and I wasn't trying to hear that shit. I was not trying to hear it. Like, excuse my language, Lord. I was not trying to hear it because 
it, it did nothing for me. Like, it, it did absolutely nothing for me. But I remember Nuki was like, I'm coming to spend the night with you. I'm coming to stay with you. So, you could say whatever you want to. I sleep on the couch, but I'm coming to that house. And my friend came, and she's like, she came, and when she came, that's like when I broke, broke, broke down. And I'm like, she's trying, Nuki, like, she's trying her best, like, to, but I turned and I looked, and it's been hard now, crying, I'm like, this been no better. So, um, we went through the, like, two days after that, we started planning for his funeral. And Mr. Tim was like, you know, now y'all can come, 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 um, help us plan. And... I will say this, like, no matter what me and Mr. Tim go through, like, that man will always be my father-in-law because he didn't have to give me any input in putting Tim six feet under. He didn't have to give me any of that. That man was like, whatever y'all want. And to me, that was everything. Like, that was everything to me. So, I, my love for that man goes so deep. Not only is... Not only does he get my respect as my son's father, but he gets my respect as my my son's my son's grandfather, the person that I love being that being his father, and the fact that he allowed me the opportunity to put somebody I love away the way I would like to. When I didn't, you get what I'm saying? Like, what right do I have? I'm just a girlfriend slash fiance. I don't have. I didn't have that. But I respect him so much for giving me, for allowing me to do that. And I remember telling Miss Q, like, I'm going to speak at this funeral. Like, I'm going to speak at this funeral. Like, I'm going to speak. And she was like, Jazz, I don't think it's best, that is, that that. And I was like, no, I'm going to speak. And so, funeral came. And I thought, I don't... You know how you have things just played out in your mind, but it, it doesn't go that way? That that was just how I was. I was there, but I wasn't there because I'm like, God, I was just saying I didn't want to be in these shoes. And then you put me in these same shoes. Like, what the hell, God? I just told you when Bull Carter died, I didn't want to walk this damn walk. But... Right. And I was I was sitting down and my God is awesome came on. And when I tell you the church went crazy when that song came on, like I in that in that moment I did not feel any type of hurt. I felt nothing but worship. Like that's the only thing I wanted to do in that moment was worship God. I didn't want to mourn the fact that Tim wasn't there. I didn't want to cry no more. I, I like all of that left. The only thing I wanted to do was just worship God. And I just happened to turn to my left and I seen like the whole church up and I was like, wow. So I ended up speaking at the funeral. Um, it went really well. And they say it does not hit you until you get to the burial site. Baby, this is true. We were standing there and um, 
Henfield, which is Tim's burger for you all that don't know. Henfield looked at me, and he looked down, and then he looked at me, and then he gave me the flower. And he was like, go ahead. And I put the flower, I dropped my flower, and when they started rolling that thing down, it, yeah, it did it for me. Like, a piece of me was gone. Like, a piece of me was gone. Like, I... And let me, let me explain to y'all why I keep saying that. Because in this world, I'm going to be honest. In this world, you will, it's, you will not find many loyal people. Right? And when you find those people, I don't care who it is. Best friend, relationship. Like, some people can't even find loyalty in their parents. I'm being real. But when you find that in people, you hold on to them. You hold on to them. Like, I'm very big on loyalty because it's such a rare... Everybody say they're loyal. They're not. But when you know that if I walk out this room and this man is in this room and if you look at me wrong, he got my back. Like, that is a different type of feeling to have about someone. You get what I'm saying? And I knew, I knew without a shadow of a doubt Tim had my back. Like, take the boyfriend out of it. As my friend, he had my back no matter what. He gonna ride and ride with me. He might tell me, you dead ass, you dead ass wrong, but he's gonna, he gonna tell me that when we get back home. He's gonna ride with me in the midst of it. Like, it's different. So it hit me so hard because I never, I didn't experience a lot of loyalty growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll speak about my childhood later, but I didn't experience it growing up. And when I found that in someone that, you know, that, that like you for your flaws, like they love you past all of, all of this. They love this. You get what I'm saying? When you find that, you hold on to those people. And so that's why his death hit me so hard on top of the fact that I truly did love him, you know. So, that was May 3rd. Tim, we put him down. And then, like, time go by. Like, mind you, from the day Tim passed away till, oh, maybe like a good month, I was living off nothing but orange juice. Isn't that crazy? And look at what I'm drinking, orange juice. I lived off nothing but orange juice. Like, and I lost a whole lot of weight. Anybody who knows me knows I'm small. Well, I'm a little thick now. But I was like 110 pounds soaking wet. And I couldn't, I could not eat anything. And this whole time I was like, okay, I'm grieving. I'm, I get. I guess this is what mourning looks like. Like, I'm grieving. Because I was so ducked off. I was always in the house. Like, I didn't, I didn't want any attention. Because I, I don't want that type of attention. You get what I'm saying? And this is just me personally. I'm not speaking on nobody else. But I, I cannot dress myself up to come make a paragraph about somebody that died as soon as they die. Like, I, 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 I couldn't do it. You know? I, I, I didn't have it in me. Because I was just trying to wrap my mind around what was really going on. So, I'm like... I'm going to the hospital. Something ain't right. 
So I go to the hospital, and the man was like, when did you have your last period? And I was like, you know, it should be coming on any day now, sir. So I took a pregnancy test, and he was like, yep, you're pregnant. And I'm like, huh, sir, say that again. What happened? And he's like, yeah, you're pregnant. He's like, let me do an ultrasound. And like, everything went so quick, and I'm like, uh-uh, like, mm-mm, no, that was not in my plan. Like, like, that, like, uh-uh, I don't want to be no mama. Like, the school district, it, the position I had at that time, the school district wasn't even paying me enough to have have no baby. I'm, I'm trying to get over death, Lord. Like, no, this is not the time. And I remember walking out that hospital and I called Keith and I was like, dog, I'm pregnant. And like, he got so happy and I was like, I guess everybody be happy when it ain't their job, it ain't their child. But, um, so, y'all, my pregnancy was so, I was so depressed, like. I was so depressed. I was so depressed. I could not sleep. Nuke it literally, like, Nuke it literally had to move in with me because I couldn't sleep. I was so paranoid. I was, I was so paranoid. I used to be like, Nuke it. I'm seeing spirits in my house. Like, I used to wait up for this girl to come. Nuki would literally get off work, go run her errands, and I'm calling her like I'm her boyfriend. Like, okay, you coming right now? Like, I could not sleep in my own house. And she used to be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Nuki, I think I'm losing my mind. And she was like, no, you're not. She's like, you're not losing your mind, Jess. I just think you're grieving. But I like I was seeing spirits in my house. And it was one night Nuki was like I can't stay tonight. Lord, why that girl said that? And that's the night a damn spirit came. And I was like, at that time I didn't want to call my pastor because my pastor had just lost his wife. But like I could not sleep and they was like so my pastor sent sent some people to my house to pray over my house and the lady was like you cannot you she like you're scared and I'm like I say ma'am I just lost my boyfriend I just found out I'm pregnant and I think I'm losing my mind I'm past scared and she was like, the only way the spirits are going to leave is if you stop being scared. And that's when they told me to read, I think it's 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy verses, chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy, mind you, my son's father's name is Timothy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. I used to have to walk around my house saying that all the time. And I remember, like, one night I was asleep. And 
I like I could not breathe. I woke up out of my sleep. I could not breathe. I felt like somebody was choking me. And the lady was like, well, you, you have to call out God's name. And I'm thinking to myself, if I could just call it out, if I can call it out. But I, I couldn't. Like, I could not call out God's name. And I thought about his name. And as soon as I thought about it, my breath came back. Like, my breath came back. And the next day, I was like, Nookie, get back over here. Tell mom, you got to come over here. Like, I need you over here, friend. And I will say this. No matter what me and my friend go through, the fact that she was there for me when I needed her the most, if that girl ever called me and say she need anything, I'm saying when, what, pull up how, pull up when, how much you need, what time you need me there, I will be there because I will never, ever in my life forget the people that were there for me during my time, my lowest point. The people that were there for me, I will always have a place in my heart for them. Always. And so, I remember Shanti and her mom, and anybody who knows me knows that Shanti and her mom think Tim is their child. Um, they stayed across, they stayed across from me. And this was like, after my first doctor's appointment, um... I went to her house and I was talking to her mom and I told her mom and her mom was like, that's my baby. That's my baby. And she was like, that's my baby. Not even because you, she said it was times when I used to come home and I would have groceries. Timber helped me bring my groceries upstairs. Times when I um, was leaving to work and I had my garbage, he would, Stop me, get my garbage and say, go ahead, Miss Sharon. She was like, so when I tell you that I love your baby, yes, because I love you, but because I love the man that his father was. And just to me, I, that makes me so proud of him and who he was. I think it's, it's such a great feeling when you know that this, this is who... Like, I, I can't paint an image of Tim. If you know him, then you know him. If you don't, then that's, you missed out. But I'm so, I never have I ever been so proud and so happy to know that this is my child's father. Although he is not here. When I was at Tim's funeral and I turned around and looked at how many people came to support him, I didn't even know that many people knew Tim, okay? When I realized all these people came to support him, I was so humble. Like, I was just so humble and, like, it was, it's just a whole different feeling. I was just so humble that what the person that I knew him to be, the world got a chance to see. And to me, that's the best thing ever, that other people were able to see the person that I love, you know, and to love him as well. So... That was my pregnancy. My entire pregnancy, I was very scared because I felt like I would not be able to love my child because I felt like my heart was, like my heart was just gone. Like it, it, it was just gone. Like I can't even explain the feeling. Like, I can't explain the feeling. But I'm saying to myself, God, you, you took Tim 
and you gave me this baby and I'm trying my best to connect with him. I'm, you know, I'm trying to read the books that they say you're supposed to read. I'm, I'm trying to do all this stuff to connect with my baby. And I, I'm preparing, you know, I'm making sure I have my ducks in a row. But emotionally, I was not connected. I'm just being honest. And my biggest fear was having this child and not being able to care for this child the way my mom wasn't able to care for me. That was my biggest fear. And I, I didn't I, I would hate to bring a vessel into this world and to have my child feel how I felt growing up. You get what I'm saying? Like your mom don't love you, your mom isn't here. So I had to pray. Like I had to pray to God to help me because I had no energy to go to church. Let me tell y'all something. When people say like, oh, you're going through grieving and you're going through depression, they love telling you to pray. I would never say don't pray. But sometimes you don't have the words to pray. Like, what I'm going to say to God? Like, I have all of this. God, what you want me to say? According to what the Bible says, you know what I'm feeling before I even say it. So why do I have to say it? I don't, I don't know the words to express this type of hurt that I have. I, I don't think a word is invented. So what am I supposed to say, God? And so I used to, this is what I used to do. I used to go in my room, cut the lights off, and I would just cry. Like, I mean, I would just boo-hoo cry. Because, Lord, I'm trying, you know, like, God, you know my heart. I'm not perfect, but God, you know my heart. That's what I used to always say, you know my heart. So if, if you see me and I walk past you, Lord, please let them know I'm just grieving right now. It's nothing personal. But God, you know my heart. But in that moment, I was like, my heart can't take no more. Like, my my heart can't take anymore. Like, okay, my mom, my heart, my mom broke my heart when I was young. My dad broke my heart when I was young. You get what I'm saying? Earl Coney died. That broke my heart. Then Tim died. I'm like, God, how much, how much more, like, Am I doing something wrong? Like, what, are you expecting something from me and I'm not hitting on the head? Like, I need you to explain this. I used to always tell God that. I need you to explain to me what do you want because I'm I'm missing it. Like, I'm missing it. What am I doing wrong? Because before, before Tim died, me and Tim got baptized together. We got baptized together. And anybody who know me know I was going to church faithfully. Like, faithfully, I was going to church. So, I'm like, when I was out there in the world, this wasn't going on. But as soon as I try to align myself with God, hell is at my front door. And I just, I remember, like, always saying, how am I going to do this, God? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? My biggest fear was bringing a child into a broken family, a broken home. How am I going to do this? Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And my God mom, she kept telling me, stop worrying about that. God is going to take care of you. But it's so easy to say that, but so hard to believe it when you're in the midst of something. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you're going through problems, it is so hard to just 
keep that mindset like God got it. God got me. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep doing this. But when I tell y'all, there was nothing, nothing that I needed that God did not provide for me. Nothing. My baby shower, I put, I think I put, I think I put maybe like two, two, 2500 into my baby shower. I got back double that in gift cards and money alone. That's not including any gift I got for my baby, right? I was out of, I was out of work for six weeks. I have no clue. I have no clue how. I have no clue how. My my dad, I know my dad had paid my my dad had paid up my rent. I had got Tim's tombstone and I still had money in the bank. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like how? Like God, how? How are you like how? And that's when it hit me. God is going to provide. Like God is going to provide. But when I tell y'all, when I was going through all of that, like, I was depressed. I was depressed. I didn't talk to my mama. Shantee and Nuka used to have to literally come to my house. I would not answer my phone. I would go to work, go in my office, close my office. I wouldn't talk to nobody. Anytime, when I left work, I would go to the graveyard. If I didn't go to the graveyard, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I would literally leave work at 3.30. I was out of there by 3.31, okay? I would leave work at 3.30, go to the graveyard. I stayed at the graveyard for like two hours, and then I would go home. And be, I know that sounds very weird, but being at the graveyard made me feel like Tim is still here. Like, he's a part of him is here. Not realizing a part of him is in me, but I'm just saying a part of him is here. Like, I, I, I can do this. And then when I realized, like, I was going to that grave and he wasn't talking back. I would go there and I would sit for hours and hours. You know, he wasn't talking back. And, like, as I went through my pregnancy, I think what made me so depressed is because as I went through my pregnancy and, like, you see people, they go to the doctor's appointment with their, you know what I'm saying, their boyfriends. They take maternity pictures with their boyfriends. They baby shop with their boyfriends. And, and then you got me doing it by myself. And I don't know why people love to ask this question. Oh, where's the father? I don't have an answer for you, ma'am. Like, I, I really don't have an answer for you. As You know, like, yeah, I, I really, I just don't care to answer that question right now. Ask me in a couple years. I'm, I'm not in a place to answer that question. And one of the hardest parts for me is when I was in labor. And they was like, you could do this. You push. And I was, and I don't know why I thought this. Like, even though Tim wasn't physically there, I felt this though, like, Something I like something would make me feel his presence, and I felt nothing. I just I felt nothing, like nothing. And I was just like, "This is my life." Like I didn't want to be a single parent. Like 
this was not my lineup. Like, you know, I didn't go get a bum off the street and he got me pregnant and, you know, I, I, I didn't do that. Like, why am I being punished? And, oh, the worst feeling, my God, we left that hospital and I left by myself. Like, the worst, like, the worst feeling. And it was days, like, I'd be like, Shanti, please come get him. I can't do it today. Please come get him. Like, and it was one day, like, Tim was crying and crying. And Tim wasn't a crybaby. He was crying and Shanti came over to help him. And I spazzed. I want her so bad. Like, and it was like, I don't need your help. I could do it myself. Knowing I'm about to lose my mind because I'm depressed, but as a mom, I want to do my do my best. You know, you want to do your best for your child. You don't want to be like, "Huh, I'm depressed. I can't see about you." You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to give that off to your child. And like, I used to like just get in the shower and cry, like cry, because I'm sitting here trying to figure out like. Why is this happening to me? Like, why? Like, what? What point did I deserve this, God? Like, I don't, I'm not understanding. And, like, I was going through everything looking for an answer. I was going through everything looking for an answer. And I never got one. Like, I, I never got one. And... I used to always be like, I felt like I needed people. Like, I felt like I needed everybody that was connected to Tim to, like, love on me. Like, his sisters, his his friends, his dad, his stepmom, like, his godbrother, his, like, everybody that was connected to Tim, I felt like I needed them. And let me tell y'all something about looking for people to suffice you and to looking for people to like help you through stuff they're going to fail you not because they mean to but because god wants you he wants you to walk through it by yourself so don't if you're going through something don't look for people to help you because you will be very, very disappointed. Not because they don't love you, but because it's a lesson in whatever you're going through for you. So if you push that lesson off on people, you're going to continue to go through it until you get your get to until you get the lesson. You have to get it in order to move on to the next chapter, I'll say. And so I just I I remember like People may see you, and they see you at your high. You know, they see you all dolled up. No, I don't know anybody who's going to personally upload a picture and they look a mess on social media. I don't know. I'm not saying there isn't people, but I don't I do not do that. You know, you want to make sure everything is right from your rooted to your tootie. And people see that, and they don't like you, or they feel away because of that. But little do they know, like, internally... You can be going through hell. That's why never will you ever hear me say I wish I had 
what this person has or I wish I had what that person had because baby, I don't know what those people have went through to get what they got and I, I don't want no more hell than the, I don't want any more hell than the hell that I have to deal with on my own. You will never hear me say I wish like to be envious of people. If people got something going on, I'm happy I congratulate them because let me tell y'all something. People go through battles that you would never even imagine they go through. Don't let social media fool you into thinking that certain people are exempt from life. It's a damn lie. Don't don't get caught up in that. Let me tell y'all, don't get caught up in that because you will be you gonna mess yourself up. You're going to mess yourself up. I promise you, you're going to mess yourself up looking at what the next person got. Because you got people that go through. People go through hell, y'all. And I'm not saying this on no, no, oh, I wonder. I'm saying this on a, I know. People go through hell. But because you see them dressed up, you think you want what they have. You see me smiling pictures with my baby. Granted, I would say it took me a hell of a long time to get here, but I am very happy. But my journey to getting here was hell. Okay? My journey to loving myself was hell. And what, let me tell y'all what got me the most. <laughs> let me tell y'all what got me the most. When I was at my lowest point, the people that I thought loved me left me. Let me tell y'all, the people that I thought loved me, they was gone. And I remember, I was like, most of you may not know, but my birth, I wasn't raised by my birth parents. And I thought, I was saying, okay, God, this lady know I'm going through this. This lady know. She know what's going on with me. She's going to call. My mama going to call. My birth mom did not call me. When I tell y'all that broke my spirit. Because I thought at least one time in my life, my mom would show up for me. You get what I'm saying? Like, at my lowest point, my mama going to show up for me. That lady never called. Never call. I had people who I called my sister walk past me, never even say I'm sorry for your loss. And when I tell y'all that did something to my spirit, that that did something to my spirit. Like never, never will I ever like the way the way some people treated me at my lowest point. I would treat a homeless person on the street and I promise that I wouldn't even treat a homeless person on the street the way some people treated me at my lowest point but it's okay because they showed me who they were they showed me who they were and I thank God I thank God because I promise you I promise you I promise you those same people they came back they came back and who you think they needed who you think they needed and I'm sitting here looking like I'm going through my own stuff I, how can I help you and I'm going through my own stuff but guess what I did and that's why 
I'm blessed because even when people mess over me, I still try to show the love of God. I promise you I do. I don't always get it right. But the fact that my foundation is God, baby, I would never, I would never lose. I would never lose. So if people ever, if anybody ever feel like they're hurting me, you can't, baby, because my foundation is God. I'm covered. I'm covered. So whatever it is that you got going on, it does not matter. But it's crazy how people could treat you so bad at your lowest point, and then they come back, and they need you. That's why. That's why people can't tell me that God ain't real. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to preach to nobody, but that's why people can't tell me that God isn't real because it is no way you go from wanting to die. Like, I wanted to die. I'm telling y'all, I wanted to die. Like, if you don't believe me, call Nuke. Like, Nuke, no. Like, this girl, no. I wanted to die. I, like... The hurt that I felt, it, it was, I can't even compare it. Like, I can't even compare it. I was just going through life. I was just going through life. Like, what? what? Like, just going through life because I'm so, like, I'm just messed up internally. You know what I'm saying? That's why I see those kids in my school that I work with. I see these kids. And I love them because I know how it feels to be lost. I know how it feels to want your parents to love you. I know how it feels to be hurt. That's why if you ever see me loving on people because I can relate to them. You know what I'm saying? I can relate to when people are going through stuff. I can't relate to you if you have the perfect life. Because mine all messed up. I'm not. Baby, I'm 26, but I got some stories to tell, okay? Like, that's why I can't. Never will I ever, like, not show the love for people because you never know. You never know what people are going through. It's days I don't woke up and put on my best face and I came home, got in the shower and cried. Cried. Boo-hoo. Cried. Because something, you can't show your heart to everybody. But when it's time to show it to God, baby, I am kneel face down showing him everything. Because at the end of the day, when I had nobody, God, when I was depressed, like, y'all, I don't even, I don't know if anybody has battled with depression before, but it have you, like, to the point where you don't even want to get out of bed. Like, life can just pass you by. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to move. You don't want to eat. You don't want to do anything. Like, depression is real, people. Like, depression is so real. Like, so, so, so real. And I feel like the only reason I didn't stay in that place, the only reason I did not lose my mind is because of God. That's it. Like, that's it. That's it. That's the only reason why I can't credit me. I can't credit nobody other than God. Because that man carried me on his back. He carried me on his back. I don't... So, when I say, like, I really want to please God, 
I truly want to please God because guess what? That's the only person that had my back every step of the way when I went through what I went through. The only person, he didn't have my back. He put me on his and he carried me. Like, it is different. Like, it is different. And I say that, like, granted, we five years in. May 3rd will make five years that Tim has been gone. And although I definitely wish he is here, when I tell you that God, he will give you back, he going to double, he will double that thing, baby. He will double it. He's going to double it, okay? Here, I thought, okay, I thought, because, like, I done went through this, you know, like, you know it's hard to find good men. Ladies, bear with me. You know it's hard to find good men. Then you got to find somebody to love you and your child. You get what I'm saying? You want to make sure that it's not the wrong person. And then, you know, I had... I made the mistake of looking for love. And then I stopped and let it find me. And when I tell you... The man loves my baby more than he loves me. Respects my baby more than he, respect my baby like treat my baby like he's golden. God will give you what you lost. He's gonna double it, baby. You just have to continue to remain humble and be obedient. You gotta be obedient. Like I will tell you, you have to be obedient unto God. Whatever you are going through, you must be obedient. And I'm gonna say this. I can't even say don't lose the faith because at one point I lost the faith. I was like, God, you, you got it. Whatever you want to do, alright, you got it. Like I I ain't you got it. I like I don't know what else to do. But the fact that I was obedient to God, even though I was broken, I seen somebody on the street, I tried to help. God, see that stuff. You can't tell me God don't see that stuff because I'm not blessed because of what I did for my loved ones. I'm blessed because of what I did for people who came in the form of him. The people that you ride by the street and you don't think to do nothing or give them anything. That is why I'm blessed. I'm not blessed because... Oh, my friend need me, so I help them. No, that ain't who God wants you to help. God wants you to help the people that can't help themselves. No, that's who God wants you to help. He wants you to be a servant. Like, y'all have to understand, he wants you to be a servant. I'm not somebody who get on here and I just try to, you know, say I'm a Christian because I make faults. Baby, I am not perfect. I am not perfect. But one thing I try my best to do is show the love of God in all things. I treat everybody like somebody. You know why? Because somebody treated me like somebody. Somebody took time and treated me like somebody. I had people used to come up and just hug me. Like, because that that's, even though I didn't want it, God knew what I needed. You get what I'm saying? So, I just... I'm a cry baby. I just say that because I feel like sometimes we get caught up. Like, we get caught up in making sure we put on our best face. We get caught up in not being transparent and being real about stuff, y'all. Like, we get caught up in the worst. Like, 
we get caught up in the worst stuff, like the worst stuff, stuff that probably don't even deserve our energy. We give it to them, you know what I'm saying, or give it to it, whatever it is, instead of facing our problems. And I, I made this tonight because, of course, it's Talk About It Tuesday, but I want it to be real and I want it to be honest about stuff that I've battled with. You get what I'm saying? I battle with anxiety. Y'all don't even know. Like, today I had a headache. <coughs> I do not have Corona. I had a headache all day today because I'm sitting here like, man, ain't nobody going to look at this video. Ain't nobody going to be able to relate to what I'm saying. You get like, you, you think of all of the doubts. You think of all of the doubts. But I am very, very, is the fact that I'm obedient. Like, it just, it was in me. Why y'all laughing? <laughs> the fact that it was in me to like, something was like, no, you're going to do it. No. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to follow through with it. I tried to do test runs, and I was like, God, I'm not feeling it. I think I'm going to just change the topic. And God, God was like, no, you're going to do it because somebody needs to hear what you have to say. So I'll say this to anybody who has dealt with death. <coughs> I do not have it. I will say this to anybody that has dealt with death. Um, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, you know, I'm sure somebody can relate to what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure somebody can relate to it. I'm sure you can be a help to somebody. Don't ever feel like you're the only one that's going through something. Don't ever feel like that. Please don't ever feel like that because I guarantee you, you are not. And to anybody that's going through something, I say you will overcome it. You know, God is amazing. He's the only reason why I am here. You know, he's the only reason why I I have so much joy in my heart. He, I didn't know what I was carrying, but I thank God because I've been blessed with the amazing son. He... He is just awesome. I, I can't thank God enough for him. I Like, my love for him is different. Everything that I was scared of that happened to me as a child, I love my child on a whole nother level. And it makes me say, God, I thank you for allowing me to go through what I went through because I knew what not to do as a parent. You get what I'm saying? So I'm going to say whatever you're going through, you take it and you change it. And you realize, always find the positive. Always find the positive in whatever you're going through. Because I could have looked at my circumstances and say, okay, whatever. Baby, I said this before and I said it again, there is no quitting my veins. I will never give up. I will never make that four-year-old feel like he is not the most precious gift on this earth because God decided God could have said I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna give you back nothing that's what God could have said and I probably would have still been here depressed five years later <coughs> but he took something and gave me back he took something and gave he took something and he gave me something back that and I'm going to say this, and Tim, you know, God, you know, my baby is the best gift ever. Lord knows I love Tim, but he is 20 times better than his dad. The love that I have for that little boy was what I needed. 
God gave me what I needed. Even though I thought I needed Tim, but he gave me something better because the way that my son has grown me and made me become a young lady and a woman, Tim could never. And it's no, it's no shade to him because Lord knows I love him to death. But the thing that a child brings out, out of you, a man could never bring it out of you. Like, it's completely different. It's, it's completely different. So, y'all have any questions? Because I am like, snotty nose and everything. And I thank y'all so much, you know. For taking the time to listen to me next week. Um, I would love y'all to join me. I'm going to talk about childhood trauma. I'm sure some people can relate to that. <clears throat> and for those of you that may not know. Um, I was not raised by neither of my birth parents. So I was raised by my aunt. My biological mom did not raise me. My eyes are red. <laughs> you spray lights all on your screen. Girl, I don't have that stuff. I, I just got choked up. But. But I thank you guys so much, you know, for joining. I That's just my story, you know. A little bit of some things I've been through. And I, I just say that to say God is good, y'all. Like, God is amazing. Like, I don't know if you don't believe in him. But if you don't, you need to get on board. Because that man is amazing. He's amazing. Like, no way. So if you ever, when you see me, just know this. is I'm just a vessel. You know, I'm just a vessel. And you know, I, I even use this platform to say this now. If I have ever offended you, made you upset, hurt your feelings, as a woman, I sit here and I say I apologize with the sincerest heart that I have. You know, like to anybody, if I've ever hurt your feelings, disrespected you, made you upset, you know, made you feel less than, I apologize. I apologize with my sincere heart because I honestly would not want anyone to feel like that is who I am. You know, sometimes I just have bad days, especially if I, you know, offended you during my grieving process. I apologize because I could not, I could not in any way, um, you know, think past my hurt at that point, you know, but I, I've never spoke out about Tim's um, death and my depression and my panic attacks and my anxiety and all of that stuff there, but I just wanted to say that, you know, to anybody because I'm not perfect and I, this is a, I'm learning every day, you know, I'm, I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to be the best person and the best mom for this young man. I'm trying my best. And you know like. I don't know about other people. But sometimes you just. You, you like everything in you. Wants to do better. You get what I'm saying. Like nothing in you wants to. 
ever walk past somebody and they have a negative thought of you. You want to be the best person that you can be inside and out. I want when people see me, I really want them to see my heart. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't want to be one way. I want to be transparent. I want to be the same. What you see is what you get, you know. So, I, um, <laughs> right. Nuki, Nuki, you call it the worst. Bro, y'all, I used to spaz out on Nuki so bad. And then I call her and be like, but I need you to watch 10 tomorrow because I got to go to work. Like, and y'all like, I don't even know. Shout out to like Shanti and Nuki because before I had a babysitter, like I had no babysitter. Shanti, her mom and Nuki literally stopped everything they were doing to make sure I could go to work and to make sure I didn't lose my apartment. I was able to feed my son. Like, I thank God. Like, you will come across people that God put in your life and that you put in your life. And I feel like I've been blessed. I've been so blessed that God has put incredible people in my life. Tim's godparents, Joe and Taboo, they are blessings. Nuki and Shanti, May J and Zell, and you know, like just my support, Miss Sharon, Miss Q, Mr. Tim, C Black, Keith. Like I could just name everybody. My mama, the one that raised me. Like I could name everybody. Lakeisha. Like I have such a great support system i'm so thankful like i'm thankful for the people around me because sometimes people have snakes around them and they don't even know it like people have snakes around them and they don't even know it they swear these people be their best friends and these people like literally waiting on you to fail and i thank god that like, I thank God for my godparents. You know, they, they stand in the paint for me. I thank God for the Hoffmans. Like, Dawn, I love Hoffman. I don't care what anybody say. Hoffman is, like, it for me. That's, like, the love that people show me and my child. Like, I, I'm so thankful. I appreciate it. Like, for real. I'm Like, analyze your circle. I'm going to say that. Analyze your circle. Because... When you are down bad and people don't come through for you, and I'm not talking about money. This is going to pass money because when I was going through what I was going through, money could not help me. Like, money could not help me. You get what I'm saying? I remember, like, Junior. I remember Junior, Claudia, and Mayj. Like, I was big and pregnant. They came up and put everything up in my house that I needed them to do. Everything I needed them to do, they came and they did it. That's why I call those my brothers. You get what I'm saying? Keith, anything I needed Keith and C Black to do, they came and they did it. Keith would literally have me call him to take water out of my car. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's why I call those my brothers regardless. No, you don't have to speak to people on a daily basis. And hold on, Naoki. It's no way I would have gotten through myself without Naoki and Lee King. But back to what I was saying, when you have people that truly care about you, I haven't heard from you in three days, what's going on? Those are the people that you keep close to you, okay? Not the people that if you're not doing anything for them, they don't want to hear from you. Let them people go. Realize who is there for you. Like, analyze your circle. And I will, I'm so happy to say, man, my circle is so solid. I don't have a lot of friends. I, I do not have a lot of friends. 
I have some family. I have some friends that has turned into family because Lord knows Naoki can pull up here. Nuka can pull up here and Keith come here when I cook. Keith still come to my house and get food. Skinny still come to my house and get food because it's a friendship there. You get what I'm saying? It's love there. Those people are family. And I have the utmost respect and love for them. You know, like the utmost. And I, I try to show that every day. Like, analyze y'all circle. Because people who y'all think might be for y'all, them people not for y'all. And it took me, it took me to get to a point like... The hardest part is to grow when you're going through stuff. Like, growing through your pain is the hardest part because you have to see past you. You have to see the bigger picture. You get what I'm saying? And for me, my bigger picture was my son. Do I want to fall out with people and then they don't have a relationship? I, I didn't want that. Like, I didn't want any of that on my plate whatsoever. Like, whatsoever. And I remember Keith told... I'm, I remember that. Oh, I remember Keith. I was trying to tell him my problem, and he was like, Jazz, you got to grow up. And I'm like, me? I'm the one that lost him. I'm the one going through this pregnancy. And he looked at me and was like, you got to grow up. And it's crazy because although Keith is older than me, I always feel like he is my baby. Like, I feel like I have to pray for him twice as hard because he, do a, he be wilding. But when he told me that, it like it hit me like you gotta grow up. You gotta grow up. And I remember Major used to always tell me, Man, you gonna get through this. You gonna get through this. And those are the people that I still call and check up on today. My people that helped me through it. Not people that was like, Yeah girl, you need to be mad because it is. That ain't what I need to hear. I need that even though I didn't know I needed that encouragement. That's what I needed when I was going through my stuff. Like, that's what I needed. I didn't need, I didn't need a yes man. I needed people to be honest with me. That, like, that's what I needed. You get what I'm saying? And I, I thank God for a solid circle. You know, like, I thank God. I call Naoka today, and I think I really have a valid point. And she'd be like, no, sis, you don't. But I thank God for that. So, like, analyze y'all circles. Analyze y'all circle. You know, make sure the people that you're rocking for, make sure they're rocking for you. You know, like, make sure that you have, the people that are around you have the best interest for you. Because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. But I definitely thank God for the people that stand, that stand in the paint for me when I couldn't stand for myself. You get what I'm saying? Like, my pregnancy Thank you to Keith for going to doctor's appointments with me. Thank you for Nuki and Shanti for being there at me. You know what I'm saying? For being there with me at the hospital. Thank you to my mom. Thank you to my sister. Thank you for people that prayed for me that I probably didn't even know was praying for me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that I thank God for. I used to always be like, I want this much money. I want that, that amount of money. And my godparents used to always say, but it ain't always about the money. And I realized that when I went through what I went through, money didn't help comfort me. You feel me? Like, money wasn't it. It was, I, I needed, I needed people to help me along the way. I needed things that money couldn't buy or supply me with. You know, and it was after the casket dropped that I realized these people, 
I realized who was there for me after the cast dropped. Because y'all know, black folks be at y'all house for five days straight. And after that funeral, you don't hear, you don't hear, but you don't hear from none of them but one. Y'all know I'm not lying. I ain't trying to throw no shade, but I'm being honest. Like, everybody's there for the attention. But I thank God for the people that were there when nobody was looking. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for nuking literally moving in with me because I couldn't sleep. Facebook didn't know about that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I thank God for all the times I couldn't even, I needed help with my baby and Shanti and Miss Sharon came through. Facebook didn't know about that. You get what I'm saying? Pe people weren't there for that. Only people, the only people that were there were the people that God put in place for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. You can look back at some things that you've been through and you just be like, this is crazy. Like, that's how I, that's why I keep looking up because I feel like I'm looking at God saying, this is crazy that I, I went through this. You know, this is crazy that I, I, I overcame this. You know, this is crazy how you blessed me so much. Like, this is crazy, God. Like, we, you be showing out. Like, I'm being honest. God be showing out. Like, it's crazy. Y'all, y'all better start praying more, myself included. Take time and spend with God because... This is crazy. Like, you're going to look back at your life and be like, this crazy God. Like, how how we made it. I sit back and I say that all the time. Like, how, how, how we made this? How we made it, God? Like, how, why you blessed me like this? What I did. You know, like, for real, I, I'm humble. And I thank God. I'm humble and I thank God. That's all I can say. And I hope. I hope that this video, you know, helps somebody. And the one, just a bit of advice that I give someone, give anybody, is something that Terranique told me, like, four days after Tim died. I seen her at the school, and Terranique was like, I asked her, I said, how did you get through losing Boo Carter? And she said, you take it one day at a time. The best advice that girl could have gave me. That girl did say, nothing else she said you take it one day at a time and when i see her like it's always love when i see her kids even if i don't see her it's always love because people will never forget how you made them feel that girl i will never forget how that girl made me feel because i know what that did for me because sometimes you go through things sometimes you go through things and you try to figure it out all at once. Like, you got to figure it out all at once. And I'm one of those people. I overthink everything. But take things one day at a time. One day at a time. And I promise you, you will come out on the other side. Like, I know, I know God is real. I know that I'm covered. I, I know it. I know it. Like, and, like, I'm being honest, a lot of us come up in the church. You get what I'm saying? We just go our own way. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Just go and make your way back. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, we all do. But I'm going to say this. that When they say raise, train the child up in the way that he should go, my mama had me in church faithfully. My mom that raised me had me in church. Guess, guess who can... 
thank God for that foundation because that is who kept me. God. My foundation is what kept me when I was going through stuff. It wasn't nothing else. It was nothing else but my foundation. Like, that's it. That's, that's it. Right, you would never depart from it. Girl, you would never. You know how many whoopings I used to get for falling asleep in church? Girl, Mary did not play. But I thank God. I thank God. Like, for real, I thank God because it, it would be no me without God. Like, it, 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 it wouldn't. You know, constantly, God cover my son. He he always covers Tim. You get what I'm saying? Even when I'm not in his presence, God cover my son. God cover my loved ones. You know, like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for the feedback. Because y'all know, Bell Lady's a tough crowd. I'm just being honest. You know, sometimes people want to get on here and be transparent and they get bashed for it and end up in group messages and all this stuff here. And that was like, I'm being honest. Like, I'm going to just be real. I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. I thought about every negative. Every negative I could have thought of came to my mind but God killed all that you know and it was like you worry about what people gonna say about you and I was nailed on a what to a who and a when now what you worried about like it was it was one of those it was it was one of those so I was like very nervous my anxiety has been like through the roof today it's been through the roof. Like, I've had headaches all day. It, it has been hard. But I was so determined. I was so determined because I really wanted, I wanted to, like, speak on this. You know, especially because it seems like I see death. Sometimes we see death everywhere around us. And I felt like I had been seeing death, not necessarily around me personally, but just in the world so many deaths and i'm like god this is crazy and you know i feel like a part of grief is a part of grief you know a part of grief is depression you're gonna you're gonna go through that stage the, the thing is don't stay there you can't stay there you know so that's it. I just really want to share my story with people because you never know what people are going through. And, you know, I thank you guys for the support. I thank you for the comments. Why did my brother just tell me go get rest? I'm working from home. I'm getting all the rest I need. Come get your nephew. How about that? Yeah. 
I'm just reading through y'all comments right now. Thank you. Let me know when you're coming to get him because uh, a sister need a break. love you too but i thank you guys so much you know for joining me to get y'all my tea <laughs> hey cousin oh y'all so what i need i need your help i need some topics for next week i think i have one i'm thinking childhood trauma but um give me some topics for next week because I, like real topics like things that we can talk about things that we can relate to like not just no who gave this stuff some real stuff yeah you do JP I think it was a pretty good the topic was about um death and depression and you know what JP like you have all anytime you see me you and Maya show like so much love like from the time i was pregnant and till now like whatever y'all see me and tim y'all show so much love i really feel like he a part of him belongs in your household okay childhood trauma breaking the cycle cousin you know we got a lot of that in our family ap where you been we have a lot of cycles that need to be broken in our family. A lot. So, yeah. To anybody that's going through anything, like, y'all just, y'all keep y'all head up because it's going to get better. Like, I promise you, it's going to get better. Like, I promise you. No, what happened? But... Yeah. You hiding from the Rona? Look, child, these people don't think I got it, how I've been coughing, but I promise I do not have the Rona. I just got choked up. What good news? You know what I hate, y'all, when people say something and then they take 30 minutes to write the answer. What's the good news, girl? Okay. But on the upside, um, I will say that I feel like the last five years of my life has been such a learning experience for me. I was 21 when Tim passed away and I'm 26 now and I thank, I thank God for the lessons, you know, I, I thank God for the lessons. It's been a lot of them, you know, I, I thank God so much. Um, 
And it's crazy because 2020 has been rocky, but this is the first time in about 20, 21, 22 years. My mom is clean off drugs, so I feel like this is, that's good news for me, you know, and I'm praying and I hope, I'm hoping that she stays, you know, on that track, you know, um, I, my family relationships, relationships with my family has increased on a whole nother level. I thank God for that. Um, <laughs> AP, shut up. Um, I, I, I thank God. I thank God for love. You know, it's, it's been, a, it's been a few, like, good things that has happened to me. It's been a few good things that have happened to me that I, I had to stop worrying. And, like, if you, if you're going through something, stop worrying about it so much and let God, like, you have to let God handle it because you will go crazy trying to fix everything. And when I started praying about my family problems and praying about things that I battled with within myself because I went through so much as a child, it will come out in my relationships. It will come out in, like, anything. Your hurt will come out in different ways if you don't address it. And that's something that I learned. So, I will say, you know, you got to deal with whatever it's bothering you, you know, if, if that means go to a therapist, if that means, you know, whatever you do it, like protect your mental health, protect yourself, especially if you have kids, because you do not something I was so positive about is whatever happened to me in my life, I would not allow it to affect my son. And yeah, because you, you, I always say I have to give my son the best of who I am. Like, he has to get the best of who I am. I can't half step him. Like, what's up? He, he has to get the best of who I am. And I try every day to give that to him. I don't always do right, or I don't always hit it on the head, but I try my best to give him the best of who I am. And that came with, I had to, I had to work on me. I had to do a lot of self-work, you know. And for so long, I thought that Tim dying was just about that. And I had to take time and realize that you have a whole lot of other things you need to work on. A whole lot of other things you need to put your energy into other than just the fact that Tim is dead. Like, honestly. But I think that's about it, y'all. I think I'm... I think I'm pretty much done making y'all cry for the night. <laughs> I'm going to leave the video up. I've had a few people ask me to leave the video up. I'll leave it up. Um, make sure y'all join us next week, Tuesday, 8.30. We're going to talk about childhood trauma. It's going to be a really, really, really good topic, y'all. I might have my cousin come on here, too, but it's going to be a really good topic. So, once again, I thank you guys so much for your support. I appreciate it so much. Um, y'all have a good night. Yeah, cousin, you gotta watch it from the beginning. Um, y'all have a good night. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. Put your mask on. And I see y'all next Tuesday. Talk about it Tuesday. <laughs>